Warning, this mini-movie review contains adult language, mature situations, mild spoilers, unique commentary, and very insightful thoughts. Listener discretion is advised. Spirekin mini-movie review, Charlie's Angel 2019. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Spirekin's mini-movie review, the podcast where we discuss new films that have just come out and give you a little bit of an overview of it not too much of a full spoiler but a little bit of a review just not too far into it i'm your host zan saying konnichiwa aloha bonjour and what's up hey i'm greta yes and we're back for another fun filled episode and this is one which actually we're kind of a little excited for and also a little bit um well super excited for i don't want to say apprehensive about because of reasons but Some of us were beforehand. Uh, remember, you could check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirakin.com. That's S P I R A K N. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Apple iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, and various other sites. And so, with that in mind, let's get to it, shall we? Because today is a special preview, which is going to be one of a couple of our previews for this month, because the beginning of November 2019 was a little bit. Let's say slow. The only thing really of note was Dr. Sleep, but we're going to get into that in a whole other thing because Dr. Sleep, you need to do a lot of research for. But this one was a film which we actually got to see not one, but two days early. Right? Woohoo! It's the film which is very, well, different because it is the third adaptation of a very prestigious TV and film series. And the original TV series was made by Ivan Goff and Ben Roberts all the way back in 1976. And this series lasted till 1981. That's not bad for a five-year run for a TV series back in the 70s. Most of them were like one, two, three years, maybe four. And there were five seasons, 110 episodes. And the big thing was you had several very, well, how do we describe the three main protagonists from the original series. I mean, you had... Buxom, beautiful, empowering, sexy... I mean, you had Jacqueline Smith, you had Kate Jackson, and then you had this little unknown star, uh, you know... Farrah Fawcett had something to do with her hair. Well, Farrah Fawcett Majors. Ah. Because she was the wife of Lee Majors, the $6 million man. And then you also had a guy named... John Forsythe, who actually was the titular character who you always heard his very melodious voice, but you never saw him. Charlie. Yep. You had a couple of other characters. You had uh, Cheryl Ladd was in the show, uh, Shelley Hack, and Tanya Roberts. So, And this has been a very, um, I wouldn't say it was Jiggle TV, but it was very popular and it was a show, crime-fighting show of... Three individuals who worked in a private detective agency in L.A. with their... He's not a butler. What was... What do you say? Their handler. Yes, their handler, Bosley. John Bosley. Yeah, I don't know if I'd say, like, jiggly, but it's definitely sexy. Oh, totally sexy and crazy. And So, as you guess, we're talking about the 2019 Charlie's Angels, which is actually the third installment of the Charlie's Angels film series. And at first you thought, oh, this is a complete reboot. No. This is actually a sequel to the TV series and a sequel to the film series. Because in the original film series, which came out in 2000 and 2003, you had uh, Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu, and... Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore playing the titular angels. And then you had Bill Murray playing 
a very more bumbling Bosley. Then you had Bernie Mac replacing as Bosley's brother, which that already makes no sense. But in this... Or perfect sense. Well, because Bosley isn't supposed to be bumbling. He's supposed to be very together. And in this film, it's a new generation of angels. And what's happened is that Charlie Townsend, the creator of Charlie's Angels, has decided to... Well, branch a little bit. It's not just one detective agency. There are detective agencies all over the world. And there's several angels. It's several groups of three. And every single one of them is headed by... Well, not necessarily groups of three, but several groups. There's angels kind of all over the world and multiple Bosleys. It's now become not just the John Bosley's name, but it is the... Title. Yes, so it's like your lieutenant. Ranking. Yes. Yeah. So you have several ones, and there were lots of cameos of the different Bosleys, including one who's from a TV show in New York, which I was like, really? You picked him for a Bosley? I would have picked someone like, maybe, My right? My he's probably somebody's friend. I would have picked Ryan Seacrest or someone else, you know? Or Al Roker. No, they picked... Really? <laughs> he's not debonair, he's not cool, he's just like, ha I did this for reasons. But, uh, we, so, this is an adaptation of this, as we're talking about, and... Before I forget, let's get into the basic info about the movie. It was directed by Elizabeth Banks, who also has a very prevalent role in this film as a new Bosley. It was produced by Doug Belgard and Elizabeth Cantillon. <laughs> uh, the screenplay was by Elizabeth Banks. She apparently pitched and strove to get this made into a film, which you can kind of see it's a really reworking of it to bring it a little more modern and a little more... It's still really... <coughs> It's still really sexy, but it's not, uh, it's very, as a woman, I found it very empowering. Very exciting. Very, yes. like. You could tell this had a, a woman's touch. And also, before I forget, the executive producer for this. And a woman's point of view. Yes. The executive, but back to what I was saying, the executive producer for this film. Was Drew Barrymore. Which is pretty cool. So you had one of the angels in charge. And also lots of cameos by some of the other old angels. Interesting. You had an angel in charge, huh? Well, an angel may be in charge. But, uh, so yeah. So this is was made for 48 to $55 million, and I'm pretty sure this is going to make its money back. Oh, yeah. It felt like a really good franchise film. Like, not in comparison to James Bond, but same kind of idea where you could have many, many, many movies all in the same... Like, vain, same storyline, some characters, switch out a few people here and there, keep it moving. And it never has to have the same angels now because there are so many different angels. And the whole premise is still the same. The The towns and organization provide security and investigative skills to private clients. And since it's international, there are lots of very intelligent, highly trained women all over the world who are solving problems, essentially female spies. And one day they are hired by a systems engineer who wants to uh narc on his boss well not on their boss but they found a flaw that's potentially dangerous she raised a flag and was being buried and she wanted to do the right thing so she was kind of pointed in the direction to to reach out to the townsend agency with her issue and from there things go crazy craziness ensues we're not going to say anymore because there's that spoil the film but with this film, you have a lot of great actors in it. Um, just starting as our new angels, you have Kristen Stewart, who I've got to admit I really enjoyed her in this, and she has not been very good to us as as film 
fans because she's done a lot of shitty well, roles. I think maybe she has grown as an actress, or maybe this is just a better role for her, a better um, type of movie. I don't know, but I liked her. She was amazing in this, and she plays Beautiful S- and Sabina. sexy and strong and crazy and... Yes, and also she does not have to hide her personality quirks. She was so annoying, but she was supposed to be annoying. It was a good annoying. And uh, Next you had Naomi Scott as the main character of this, the not-angel. Elena, who I've got to say, she did a good job as the smart girl who's trying to... Oh, yeah. she You can see her, kind of. She's a good point-of-view character. But she grows in her confidence throughout the movie, too. Like, her character changes. She I, she did a great job. I will say there is one moment where you completely throw logic out the window, where magically, mystically, um, she has talents that she never said she had. So it's kind of like, really? You're going to throw this in now? But whatever. You have Ella Baliska. As... No, they did say it, though. They did. They're like, we know a lot about you. You're, you no, think no. yellow is one no, of the no, best no, no. colors, and it's That's, not. So, it's they not. bring it up then. Mm. Okay, Whatever. stay tuned. So yes, uh, Ella Balinska was playing Jane Kano, who is uh, uh, Angel, who was formerly MI6. She's supposed oh, to be the so straight beautiful. arrow. And she does a great job doing this character who's supposed to be emotionless, but has little bits of charisma and character, and just these cute little character moments that make her... I- I also, total side note, haven't seen a woman that beautiful with a gap between her teeth where it was so, like, charming. I don't, I think she out-Madonna'd Madonna with the gap. I think she looked beautiful. I could see that. I will say that one thing I did enjoy about the three main angels is unlike with the 2000 and 2003 films, they all were very different and they weren't. Because they had different personalities in it, but for the most part, their skill set, all of that was the same for all three of the ones in the original films. This one, there is a very big difference in each one, and I like that they did that. They also weren't seamless as a trio, or even a duo. Oh, no, but that, but in that but one... But like the other, the other Charlie's Angels... They had been those... working together for years. Right. This is... it's They're just thrown together. Um, like I said, Elizabeth Banks is in this, besides being director... And producer, she's also the new Bosley, who is a former angel. She does what most directors do when they put themselves in the film. She keeps it when it's on her. She does a good job framing it. And then she focuses on everybody else. And I kind of do like where her character arc went. A little weird. You have Jijman Hussar, who that I was pretty... He did a great job. Because usually he's more of a serious actor. But in this one, he had a little bit of fun with it. And I like that he had a little bit of fun. Yes. Um, who else did you have? You had uh, Sam Clayfin, who kind of looks like um, Beast from X-Men. Uh, what's his name? Uh, can't remember his name. No, I mean, like, he he was he was good. He was a good that guy. Uh, you had Patrick Stewart in this, uh, the original Bosley, John Bosley. Like I said, he replaces Bill Murray, which you can't even tell. Like, you could tell it was a replacement. Like, they show scenes from the original uh, Charles Angels movies, and it's just him superimposed with, like, a fake mustache. You're like, that really doesn't fit. It's very weird. Oh, I thought it was funny. Um, you had a couple other actors, and... Um... I liked uh, Luis Gerardo Mendez. He had, like, his... 
role. He was so... F- I liked his character. He usually plays a drug dealer, so this is a very, this very... This is so cute. Very I out like, of character, but more relaxed. Um, totally, I love him. There are other characters we could say, but we're not going to... We're not going to... Um, go all the way through. Go all the way through, because some of them are really big surprises that you don't expect. And it's a mini-review. Yes. So, overall, the actors were well-placed for this film. The visuals were... I've got to say, well done. It wasn't the, we're in our home location, and then that's it. Like the, I, I keep bringing up the 2000 films, but the 2000 films, it was, okay, we're in L.A., and we're going to stay around L.A. No, this one was, you're in Safe House A, then you go to Safe House B. This one was also Charlie's Angel Goes International, and those were Charlie's Angels based in L.A. That is true. This one was not in L.A. This was in Hungary, it was in Italy, uh, Germany, and... Istanbul. Yes, in Istanbul. And I gotta say, every time we see that marketplace, it makes you really want to go there. And it's, It was really cool. It was a great shot of that. The cinematography was was on point. It was beautiful. Costumes looked great. The technology was super cool. The soundtrack was not on the nose, meaning that it wasn't like, oh, we're going to play all girl power songs. No. It had like maybe two girl powery songs, but for the most part, it was very low-key and subtle. And the first time you hear the Charlie's Angel theme is not in the title credits. It's not. Then it's at a point very, what do you say, it was 30 minutes in? Yeah, it was super subtle, too. But, I didn't feel like but it was it, it made you have a big smile on your face when you heard it. It was like, okay, okay, this is this is starting now. This is yeah. producing and, and setting. But I did love the little montage in the beginning. There were some great montages. Also, the redesign of the Townsend logo. I do like that. I like that it looks a little better. Now... Besides all that, the question is, is it a good, it's a good uh, Charlie's Angels adaptation, but is it a good standalone movie? That's the question. I say yes. And I feel that, actually, I have to agree. It is one that does, it's a good standalone. It sets up the beginning, it sets up all the interior, it opens up with a great action sequence, and then it goes into the, okay, here's what's going on, here's how this all fits in, you don't need to know any of the other stuff, and then off we go, because... Like I said, we had a point of view character who does a great job with it. Yeah. And it's like, it felt good that it was part of a bigger story. Um, that they didn't have to make up a whole new universe. So even if you haven't seen the movies or you're vaguely familiar, like you don't have to know it to enjoy it. And it's a excellent addition to the spy franchise. Like you said, James Bond. It's not Jason Bournesy. It's very... We have gadgets, but we also have skills, and we have uh, our own network of intel that we have the established over time. The network of it was what made it really fun. And they don't really throw you into, like, saying, okay, we're going to hold your hand. This is how this works. It does just... Go. It gives you it, and I do like that. So, for that point, I'm going to have to give this... Uh, this is a bar from a friend. I say really, really, really effing cool. Uh, the reason why I don't say I did not give it the highest rating of ours... And it's a super minor nitpick. It's super minor. It's just... Actually, you know what? No. I should... I'm being nitpicky. This is a really, really, really fucking cool. (laughs) I say if you know a woman, if you are a woman, if you... Not even if you're a woman. If you like a woman, you should see this movie. Now you're being... Now you're being... (laughs) uh, Sexist. This is a film that's great for everybody. It's action-packed. It's fun. It's sexy. It's dynamic. And it's a movie that will... Make you feel good afterwards. There's no like, oh, there was this that dragged. Oh, but it also, that. yeah, it just felt fun. 
And there were twists and turns that you didn't expect. I mean, yes, some of them were once once you knew where it was going, you're like, okay, here's where but it's going. But I still was like second guessing myself, and usually I'm like, mm, twenty minutes in, boom, that's the bad guy. This is how it's gonna end. But I still enjoy the movie. I didn't necess- I kept second guessing. It was very cloak and dagger for me. I think that's one of the things I really enjoyed. And I have to agree, it was very cloak and diary. But let us know what you think. Uh, you can email us, uh, zansparker.com, or comment in the show notes. Let us know what you guys think. And also, if you guys think we should uh, review the other Charlie's Angels movies, let us know. And before I forget, the random question of the episode is going to be, who was your favorite group of angels? Out of the multiple years, were you a Farrah Fawcett fan? Were you a fan of the... Uh, 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 Jacqueline Smith generation? Were you a fan of the Drew Barrymore generation? Or are you really enjoying this new iteration with Kristen Stewart, Naomi Scott, and Ella Belinska? I kind of feel like I'm really enjoying these ladies, but if I had to pick one, I feel like these ladies need one more movie for them to be my favorite. I feel like I'm still Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu. No love for the Farrah Fawcett. I total, total love for the Farrah Fawcett's, but um, I liked how kind of silly the the um, the girls were when it was Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu. Like, it was over the top, but, oh, I don't know. I like these girls. Well, I'm a, I like the Jacqueline Smith, the second iteration, where you only had one of the original angels there, and the rest were left, because it, it was a little more dynamic and interesting. Well, you're also older. But I digress. So with that in mind, I think that's it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. We are Gonsville, and we'll see you guys. Uh, watch more movies. We'll watch more movies. Our next review for our main movie review is going to be Knives Out, mm-hmm. or we'll finally do the Doctor Sleep review. We'll see. Uh, catch you guys next time. Bye. Watch more movies.